Welcome to Big Time Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James. I'm joined once again by Nate. What's up, man? So, All right. In today's episode, got a lot of basketball to cover. Uh, we'll talk about NBA games from Monday. Take a look at some of the games uh, that are sort of finishing up on Tuesday. Some of them are still going on as we're recording. Then we'll take a look at the fantasy basketball pickups for the week. Um, this will be either the second or second last or last week of, of pickups because it is for the fantasy playoffs. Um, if we have pickups next week, it'll be for whichever leagues are still running. But yeah, I definitely want to check those out and then we'll get to the preview for Wednesday's game slate. How does that sound? All right, let's get right into it. Uh, we'll start with Monday night. We'll start with the Denver Nuggets beating the Charlotte Hornets 113-109. to uh, This was pretty much the Nikola Jokic show at this point. He led in all major categories, 26 points, 19 rebounds, and 11 assists for the Nuggets. Uh, in terms of the Hornets, we had Miles Bridges leading them in points with 27. Bridges also led them with 11 rebounds, and then LaMelo Ball had 11 assists to lead Charlotte there. Um I guess uh, give me your thoughts on this game and give me your thoughts on these two teams. I mean, um, it was really good play from the Nuggets. And I think um, it's a good play by the Hornets as well. Um, I think Jokic had well, a triple-double, if I remember correctly. So he's been getting a lot of those. Um, it's really impressive just to see um, how far he can take the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean... Nuggets, they've looked great. Um, Jokic has pretty much carried this team on his back. Definitely uh, one of the largest MVP candidates, if not the front runner for it. Um, and then, yeah, with the Hornets, obviously, they've definitely been moving up. I remember they, I guess, weren't even in a play-in spot at one point. Now they're in the ninth seed in the East. I know this is sort of a bump in the road for them, but they've been playing pretty well lately. So I think that... Um, like, I mean, it was a tough battle overall. I don't think that they played pretty bad. They even outscored Denver in the fourth quarter, but just weren't able to come up with the win. So, um, yeah, definitely solid effort by Charlotte here as well. Uh, we'll move to the next game. Got the Cleveland Cavaliers being the Orlando Magic, 107 to 101. In terms of points, Darius Garland led the Cavs to 25. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. had 15 to lead the Magic. Uh Wendell Carter also added 12 rebounds to lead the Magic, while Dylan Windler had nine for the Cavs. And then in terms of assists, Darius Garland led the Cavs with 12, and Franz Wagner had six for Orlando. And um, I guess give me your thoughts on this game. Uh, Magic have been playing pretty well, even though they've pretty much been out of the race. Um, and I guess this is a good win for Cleveland. They've been slumping a bit. I guess what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, Cleveland definitely needed this win. Um, I guess they're about seventh right now, so they probably want to get higher in the standings so that they don't have to go into the play-in. And I guess for the Magic, um, they're pretty much just experimenting to, to see what works. Obviously, they're still giving every game that they have everything they've got. So um, I guess this is kind of prime opportunity for them to play spoiler. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, at this point, Orlando, they're just sort of testing out their talent, seeing what they have, seeing what works. And then, yeah, as for Cleveland, they've definitely been slumping a bit. They've dealt with injuries throughout the whole year. Of course, Colin Sexton, Jared Allen, among others. 
and yeah, they're just sort of trying to find their footing again. It's a great way for them to do that in this game. Definitely a solid win for sure. Um, we'll move to the next one. Atlanta Hawks being the Indiana Pacers, 132 to 123. Solid win here for the Hawks. We got Bogdan Bogdanovich leading them with 29 points. And you got Buddy Heald leading the Pacers with 26. And then in terms of rebounds, Clint Capella, 15 to lead the Hawks. Jalen Smith had six for the Pacers. Then Trey Young, 16 assists, really solid for the Hawks. And then Tyrese Halliburton at 13 to lead the Pacers. Um, let me just get to you on this game. Hawks have looked better. They're now in a play-in spot. And then the Pacers are kind of out of it at this point, I guess. What are your thoughts? Um, I guess it's kind of unfortunate for the Pacers. Um, they traded away some of their players, like Sabonis and Unfortunately, it just didn't work out. So I guess it's kind of back to the drawing board. Um, I think some of their players weren't fully healthy. So I guess we're just going to have to see what they do next season. And for the Hawks, um, really good. Uh, they had a really good game. They're in a playing spot. I guess um, hopefully they'll be able to kind of do well. Yeah, I mean... The Hawks have definitely been playing better. They definitely should be a playoff team based on the talent they have. They just haven't really played up to their potential. Hopefully they can kind of just round into form at the right time and sort of get hot and maybe even have a chance of winning a play-in game as well. Uh, we'll move on to the next game here. We have the Miami Heat being the Sacramento Kings, 123 to 100. Huge win for Miami. Jimmy Butler led them with 27 points. Davion Mitchell led the Kings with 21. And then for rebounds, Bam Adebayo, 15 to lead the Heat. Uh, Chimezi Metu had nine to lead the Kings. And then for assists, Jimmy Butler led the Heat with seven and Davion Mitchell had nine to lead Sacramento. Um, obviously, the Kings are out of it at this point, as are a lot of the teams that we have been talking about. But Miami, they've been solid. They're back to being first in the East. Uh, I know Boston was for a little bit, but now with this win, Miami moves ahead of them. I guess, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I guess um, this was, again, another much-needed win by the Heat. I'm guessing they want to try to keep their first seed for as long as possible, possibly all the way right to the playoffs. Um, that way, they kind of have an easier first round, at least in theory. And I guess for the Kings, um, I guess it's kind of the uh, same situation as some of the other teams. They're just trying to experiment, see what works. Unfortunately, the trade for Sabonis didn't really work out for the Kings um, this season. So we'll just see um, what they do to improve in the offseason. Yeah, we've talked a lot about that trade, uh, how sort of a trade you make when you're trying to make a push for the playoffs and they weren't really in that position. So it's kind of confusing, you know, trading a younger guy like Halliburton out. Um, we'll definitely have to see how it pays off uh, from next season. And then, yeah, um, I definitely agree with you with Miami pretty much uh, playing their best right now. They're cream of the crop there in the East. So hopefully they stay hot heading into the playoffs. Um, I guess speaking of two other teams in the East, we have the New York Knicks being the Chicago Bulls, 109 to 104. Bulls have been really cold lately. I'm not sure what's going on there. A mix of injuries among other things. But DeMar DeRozan did lead them with 37 points. RJ Barrett led the Knicks with 28. Then uh, Vucevic had 13 rebounds to lead the Bulls, while Julius Randle had 13 to lead the Knicks. DeMar DeRozan, seven assists to lead Chicago. Well, Emmanuel quickly had four to lead the New York Knicks. Um, solid win for New York. Trying to get into that play-in spot, it's going to be hard. And then I guess for the Bulls, yeah, really been struggling lately. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, 
with the Knicks, um, they've have been having an upswing. So um, I think it's not just um, the main starting five for the Knicks that have been playing good, but the role players have been playing good as well. So as long as um, both the starting five and the role players uh, keep I guess, having solid games, they might be able to make it into a play-in spot, but we'll have to see. And for the Bulls, um, I guess not having uh, Lonzo Ball does hurt them a lot because he's a good passer. He's a good uh, defender. Um, his shooting has improved over over the years, so I guess not having him does hurt the team a little bit. And I guess for the Bulls as well, it looks like outside of Demar, Zach, and Vucevic, it was mainly um, Ayo Tsunmu who had double digits in points. So I think they're going to have to try to figure out how to get the rest of the role players to kind of yeah, I was going to say they seem to be funneling a lot of their offense through DeMar DeRozan, and uh, you definitely need other uh, ways to generate offense uh, from your team. So uh, the Bulls definitely need to sort of make a few changes, sort of get back to their winning ways as they had been. Uh, they were first in the East at one point, so hopefully they can definitely get back to that level. Uh, we'll get to two other teams from the East now. The Toronto Raptors beating the Boston Celtics 115-112. to 112. Celtics had been hot, but they were missing a lot of players here. The Raptors took advantage of that. It was one in overtime, though, so tight game. Pascal Siakam, 40 points to lead the Raptors. Marcus Smart at 28 to lead Boston. Uh, Siakam added 13 rebounds to lead the Raptors, while Daniel Tice had 10 to lead Boston. Scotty Barnes, four assists to lead the Raptors, while Derek White had eight to lead Boston. Um, I guess as a Raptors fan, what are your thoughts on the Raptors uh, in this close victory? Um, I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Um, on the one hand, it's great to see um, kind of Pascal Siakam's um, improvement as an individual player. It's kind of showed that even with really strong defenses, like um, with guys like Marcus Smart guarding him and kind of just the team defense of the Celtics overall, um, Siakam was still able to find a way to put up 40 points. And I guess the Raptors were able to help him out as, as well, creating mismatches and stuff like that. Um, the other thing I'm not, um, I don't really like too much is kind of like you said, the Raptors, I mean, the Celtics weren't fully healthy. So the Raptors basically had to, um, they went, they played uh, pretty well. They were able to clutch it in overtime, but they clutched it in overtime against a team that wasn't fully healthy. So I'm guessing the Celtics are probably feeling pretty confident. As long as they have Tatum and Jalen Brown, they should be able to make it pretty far in the playoffs themselves. Yeah, I know Boston, they've been so hot. Uh, with this loss, of course, they lose the first spot in the East. But um, yeah, their uh, bench and their, and I think they had Marcus Smart in the lineup. So part of their starting five, they were able to almost beat this Raptors team, which is pretty impressive. Definitely got to give Boston credit where it's due. The Raptors still eke out the win. That's all that matters. So I think good on both sides <clears throat> coming out of this game. And then we'll move on to the next game now. San Antonio Spurs get a big win over the Houston Rockets, 123 to 120. They're trying to get into that last play-in spot there in the West held by the Lakers. So that's one step closer. You have DeJounte Murray leading the Spurs with 33 points. Jalen Green had 30 for the Rockets. Jakob Pearl led the Spurs with 13 rebounds, while Kevin Porter Jr. had nine to lead the Rockets. And then DeJounte Murray had 11 assists to lead the Spurs, while Kevin Porter Jr. had nine to lead Houston. Um, I guess, give me your thoughts on the Spurs. Good win here. 
over a Rockets team that, yeah, they're just pretty much looking to the future. I guess give me your thoughts on the Spurs' chances of catching the Lakers. Um, I think it's possible considering um, the Lakers have been um, pretty cold, cold for most of the season, and it looks like there's some there's there's still some injuries. Um, I think LeBron isn't uh, fully healthy, so he's basically playing playing hurt. So they might have a chance if the Lakers go on a losing streak and the Spurs go on a win streak. I guess for the Rockets, um, it was a good effort by the Rockets, but unfortunately they weren't able to um, spoil the Spurs' chances this game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely think that there is a chance the Spurs can catch the Lakers. They just got to keep playing as well as they have been lately, sort of get their record closer to, I guess, decent uh, around 500, then they definitely can catch up to the Lakers. And then, yeah, as for the Rockets, like we said, building towards the future, you see guys like Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. leading them in stat categories, which is great because they're definitely able to evaluate their young talent. Uh, We'll move to the next game. Memphis Grizzlies being the Golden State Warriors. Both teams were depleted in this game. Um, But yeah, I think the Warriors barely had any of their starters in their lineup. They lose 123 to 95 to the Grizzlies. Uh, Desmond Bain leads the Grizzlies with 22 points. Jordan Poole at 25 to lead Golden State. Uh, Xavier Tillman had nine rebounds to lead the Grizzlies. Well, Jonathan Kaminga had seven to lead Golden State. Kaminga also had four assists to lead Golden State. Well, Tyus Jones had six to lead the Grizzlies. Yeah, Memphis, they've been so hot. Second in the West, ahead of the Golden State Warriors, who are in third. Um, yeah, I guess give me your thoughts on these two teams. They're both missing high-end players. I think the Warriors were missing more of their top players, and they suffered from it. So give me your thoughts on this game. Yeah, it's hard to compete against like it's a team like the Grizzlies, even without John Moran, especially when you don't have um, your best players. Uh, Steph wasn't playing. Clay wasn't playing. I don't think Draymond was playing either, so... It was going to be an uphill battle from the start. And I guess um, basically the Grizzlies showed that they can keep, they can, uh, keep up even without uh, John Moran. So really impressive by the Grizzlies. Yeah, I think they're definitely a sleeper team this year with how deep that they seem to be. Uh, they're definitely a team that can make some noise in the playoffs, potentially winning a first-round matchup, and then definitely seeing what happens after that. So I'm really excited for what this Grizzlies team is doing. Then as for the Warriors, yeah, it's just about them having all their players in the lineup. They're definitely a solid team. Uh, they just need their full lineup together, and then we'll definitely see their potential. But yeah, we'll move right on to the next game. OKC Thunder beating the Portland Trailblazers in overtime, 134-131. to 131. Both of these teams are pretty much out of it at this point, looking to next year. Um, but yeah, Isaiah Roby led the Thunder with 30 points. Ben McLemore had 28 to lead uh, Portland. Um, and then uh, Drew Eubanks led uh, Portland with 14 rebounds. Theo Maladin had 10 to lead the Thunder. And then in terms of assists, Brandon Williams had 12 to lead Portland, while Alexei Pokusevsky had 11 to lead OKC. Um, yeah, I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? These two teams, really close. They battle it out in overtime, and OKC gets the win. I guess um, they're both in situations where they're just trying to kind of develop their young talent. Um, the trail, Trailblazers, they traded away um, a lot of their stars, so they're probably just going to develop who they have. Um, 
I don't think they were fully healthy. I think Aunt Bernie Simons wasn't um, playing. Some other players weren't playing either. But kind of the same for OKC. They're also trying to just experiment with the roster and see what works. Um, I think um, Giddy wasn't playing. Shai Gil, those have example, wasn't playing. Rudor wasn't playing. So um, I guess both teams, they, they just tried to, um, they're experimenting with the roster. They decided to put on a show. Um, it's great to see um, two teams really battle out like this, even when there's seemingly no stakes. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, two younger teams battling it out, going all the way to overtime, lots of scoring. Definitely a, a great game to watch, even if you're not a fan. So definitely great to see these young players developing. Uh, we'll now look at Tuesday slate. Uh, most of the games are still going on. You have Milwaukee up on Philadelphia in the fourth quarter. Uh, you have Chicago up on the Washington Wizards also in the fourth quarter. Looks like Chicago will be able to bounce back there. You have the Brooklyn Nets up on the Detroit Pistons in the third quarter. You have the Dallas Mavericks up on the LA Lakers in the third quarter as well. Then you have the Utah Jazz and the LA Clippers just tipping off. It looks like it's going to be the return of Paul George to the Clippers lineup. I guess, what are your thoughts on this Clippers team? Uh, not just getting Paul George back, but if they get uh, both Kawhi and Norman Powell, I guess, what's their, their upside? I mean, they can definitely um, have the deep run considering um, the Clippers. They've been uh, doing their best to kind of hang, hang in for basically the entire season. So that team has basically been next man up the team and they've managed to kind of more or less stay close to a playoff spot, if I remember correctly. So if they do get Paul George and they get Kawhi Leonard, they could probably make it to... I'd say maybe the conference finals, so some at least something like that. I don't know if they'll be able to go all the way to the NBA finals or win a ring, but I think they can definitely make the conference finals. Yeah, I mean, even without those two players, they took the Suns to the limit uh, last, last year. So, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see um, if they have both of those guys back, what they're able to do. Um, yeah, it, it's just been, you know, a wild road for this Clippers team, lots of injuries. But yeah, you know, if both guys are healthy and ready to go, uh, I can imagine that it'll really uh, give them a boost come playoff time. And yeah, that's going to be the end of our recap for the week. So now we'll move right into the fantasy pickups for the fantasy basketball playoffs. Uh, some leagues are ending this week. Some are even further into next week. So we definitely want to have you covered for that. I guess, Nate, I'll start with you. Who's your guard pickup for the week? For the week, I think you can maybe take a look at um, Jose Alvarado from the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I think he has a decent amount of upside considering his um, field goal percentage. So as long as he gets um, he gets enough um, field goal attempts and if he's shooting some threes, he'll probably be able to get double digits and points for you. And he can do a little bit more than that. He can get some assists and some steals as well. So in um, those categories, then you can definitely look, take a look at Jose Alvarado. All right. And I guess for my guard pickup of the week, I have Tyus Jones. Um, he's around 30% rostered. He's definitely a must-add considering John Morant is still not back. Um, he's just been really solid over his past few games. 
uh, double digit points in four out of his last five games, along with double digit assists in two of those games. I mean, uh, yeah, he's just so solid. Um, he, he almost doesn't hurt you in any single category. I think he's, uh, three of those games, he had no turnovers either. So yeah, he's a really clean ball player. Uh, definitely someone you should be starting, especially if you have John Morant out. He's pretty much a pickup and plug and play type guy. So definitely take a look at Tyus Jones. Um, and then for forwards, I'll move right back to you. I guess who's your forward pickup for the week? I think for the week, you can maybe take a look at Ben Mclemore. Um, he's eligible for both shooting guard and small forward. He's about 12% rostered right now, so he should be available in most weeks. And uh, last week, he had a great week. He was um, getting double digits in points for uh, pretty much the entire week. Um, his shooting percentage has been pretty decent. He's been getting a lot of threes. So um, if you need those categories, then you can take a look at him. All right. And for my four pickup of the week, I have Grant Williams from the Boston Celtics. Small forward, power forward eligible. He's only around 10% rostered. Um, I guess with the news that um, Robert Williams is going to be out for the rest of the fantasy season, um, you definitely want to add this guy up. He's been starting in his last game against Toronto. Um, he had 17.7 rebounds, two assists, two blocks. So, I mean, this guy, he's really filling in that role well. Uh, he played almost 40 minutes that game too. So if he's getting those kind of minutes, you definitely want to add him up and put him into your lineup. Um, as he could be starting for the foreseeable future, depending on their rotation. So uh, he's definitely a guy you want to look at, especially in deep leagues, since he's uh, not even 10% rostered. Um, I'll get right back to you this time on centers. I guess, who's your center pickup for the week? For the week, I think you can take a look at Isaiah Roby. Um, he's about 32% rostered, so he's mostly a shallow league pickup. I think um, he ended up getting plus... Um, 11% ads last day because he ended up getting um, 30 points against Portland. Um, he's been getting um, a, a lot of rebounds. He's been getting double digits and points. He does have um, very high upside. And I think taking a look at a small look at the schedule, it looks like he's playing Portland again later this week and um, Detroit. So those are two teams that um, can definitely um, help Isaiah Roby's stats, so definitely take a look at it. All right, and yeah, for my center pickup of the week, I have Precious Achua from the Toronto Raptors. Um, he's just been so solid as of late. Double-digit points in, uh, was it, seven out of his last nine games. He's just been insane. He's had a lot of double-digit rebound games too as well. Uh, he throws in a few assists. He can shoot the three ball. I think two games ago he had four three-pointers made. Um, and yeah, um, he, he's just been pretty solid in most categories. Four blocks in his most recent outing against Boston. So yeah, he'll contribute almost anywhere. He's around 30% roster. He's more of a shallow league pickup, but he is tri-eligible. you got the small forward, power forward, and center eligibility. So yeah, he's definitely someone that's very flexible for your lineup. So definitely a must-add for sure. And yeah, that's going to be the end of the fantasy basketball pickups for the week. So we're just going to move right into the preview for Wednesday's game slate. Take a look at some of the spreads here. We'll start with the first one. It's the Dallas Mavericks at the Cleveland Cavaliers. It looks like the Mavericks are favored by four and a half. I guess, uh, who do you like on this uh, spread? It's hard to say. I think four and a half, that's 
pretty close to what you could maybe take take the map. So I guess maybe you could take the maps. Yeah, I guess the one thing I am concerned about is the Mavericks coming off a of back-to-back. They are playing the Lakers as we speak, but then Cleveland has been struggling as of late. So I feel like four and a half is still doable for this Dallas team. So yeah, I think I'll side with you on the Mavericks there. Looking at the next game, we have the Orlando Magic at the Washington Wizards. Looks like the Wizards are favored by four points. I guess, which side would you be on here? Well, I guess uh, I think maybe we can side with the Wizards as well. Yeah, I think I might side with the Magic here just because I feel like the Wizards, they've kind of been underperforming lately. Magic, uh, we've seen a good effort from them, and the Wizards are coming off of a back-to-back. Definitely a time the Magic can take advantage of them. I will move to the next game. We've got the Denver Nuggets at the Indiana Pacers. The Nuggets are favored by nine and a half. Um, I guess which side do you like here? Well, I guess the Pacers are kind of out of a playoff spot, so they don't really have much to play for. They've been struggling a little bit, and um, Jokic is playing an MVP-level season right now, so I'll go with the Nuggets. Yeah, I think I might go with the Nuggets as well. I definitely think they can win a double-digit game here. Uh, they're a significantly better team than the Pacers, so I definitely like them even on the road. Uh, we'll get to the next game, huge game here. It's the Miami Heat at the Boston Celtics, and it looks like the Celtics are favored by five points at home. Uh, which side are you taking here? I guess it's going to depend on who's playing. Um, I'm going to assume that uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are playing. So even with that, I think if the Heat are healthy enough, they should be able to cover this. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. You're giving me five points with the Miami Heat. Uh, assuming their big three are all in the lineup, yeah, you definitely got to take them there. Uh, it's definitely a lot of value in my opinion, especially with Robert Williams being out and I guess potentially others for the Celtics. So yeah, give me Miami there. Uh, we'll get to the next game. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are favored by two and a half at home. Um, I assume you're probably going to side with the Raptors here. Yeah, I think they should be able to cover this. Yeah, I definitely like the Raptors at home. I know they had recent, um, I don't know, there was something that went on in their stadium, whether it was a fire or something. And then the, they took all the fans out and then the Raptors blew out their competition. So, I mean... Yeah, they, they've been getting wins. I know this Minnesota team has been pretty decent lately, but two and a half points at home. Yeah, I think you have to go with the Raptors here. Uh, we'll get to the next one. Charlotte Hornets at the New York Knicks. It looks like the Hornets are favored by two and a half. Uh, which side do you like here? Uh, it's a little bit hard to tell. Um, I guess maybe you can go with the Knicks as they are um, doing pretty well lately. I think they won four of their last five games, so Yeah, for sure. They have been hot. I definitely like this Hornets team. I might side with them, even though they are favored by two and a half. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, ju- I just feel like this Hornets team, um, they've been playing well. They're trying to really make the playoffs, although both teams are still in the competition. But um, yeah, something about this Hornets team I definitely like, so I'm going to go with them. I'll move to the next game. Atlanta Hawks at the OKC Thunder. Hawks are favored by 12 points. I guess who do you like here? I guess uh, I'd want to say take the Hawks, but at the same time, they have been uh, really been in playoff. 
minutes, but it'll kind of depend on how OKC plays, but I guess might as well just go with the favorite on this. Yeah, I think if OKC can sort of bring out what they brought out in their last game, I definitely think they can cover. So yeah, maybe at home I might go with OKC, you know, you never know. They might be able to pull something out, maybe keep the game close, that kind of thing. So yeah, I'll go with OKC there. Um, next game, Sacramento Kings at the Houston Rockets. The Kings are favored by two and a half. I guess, do you think the Rockets can get an upset here? Um, I guess it's possible. I think De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis have been playing for, I think, the past couple of games. So, um, maybe. Yeah, I think the Rockets have been playing pretty good as of late. So, I think I might side with them definitely to keep it close. Uh, next game, Memphis Grizzlies at the San Antonio Spurs. The Grizzlies are favored by six and a half points. I guess, which side are you looking at here? It's a home game for the Spurs, but um, for the Grizzlies, um, they've been playing so dominant right now, you can't really pick against them. So even at six and a half, I think you should still take the Grizzlies. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to say the same thing, to be honest. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go with the Grizzlies until they prove otherwise that they can't cover pretty big spreads like this. So, yeah, uh, give me the Grizzlies. Um, Phoenix Suns at the Golden State Warriors. Suns are favored by six and a half on the road. Um, I guess which side do you like? I mean, it's kind of the same situation for the Suns. Um, I think they won five of the last five games. Um, they're number one in the East. Warriors, they have a great roster, but um, they've been having some injury issues. They've been slumping a little bit. So even at six and a half, you can probably still take the Suns. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. Uh, Golden State sort of slumping a bit. Phoenix is getting into their groove. I definitely like them to win and cover here. Uh, we got the New Orleans Pelicans at the Portland Trailblazers. Pelicans are favored by 12 and a half points. That's a big spread. Uh, can you take the Pelicans here, or do you like what Portland can bring? Um, I feel like 12 and a half is a little bit um, big. It'll kind of depends if um, Brandon Ingram is playing, CJ McCollum is playing. I think if Brandon Ingram or CJ McCollum are out, I don't think they're going to be winning by 12 or more. But um, if they're in, they might be able to cover that. Yeah, I think I'd probably just go with Portland. They've been keeping it close lately. Uh, hopefully they can do it again here, especially being at home. So, yeah, I'll take Portland with the points. And, yeah, that's pretty much the end of our preview for the Wednesday game slate. I guess any last thoughts on what's going on in the NBA? Well, it's been um, really interesting um, for the East. A lot of teams are still making, making their push, and I guess – for the Raptors. Um, hopefully they'll be able to get a favorable spot, but as for kind of um, how the Raptors would do, I feel like this year is going to be really tough for any team that's like, I guess, fifth seeded or lower because the top five teams are all really strong this year. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, the Raptors are one of the hottest teams right now. They're eight and two in their last 10. They've won three in a row. They're in the sixth seed. They have a chance to pass Chicago now. Uh, Chicago looking like they're going to win, so it's going to be tough um, as of Tuesday. But, yeah, I'll definitely see if they can do that. Um, I guess looking at the West, yeah, uh, Phoenix, 9-1 and one in their last 10. They've won eight in a row, like you talked about. They've been so solid. Even Memphis, not too bad, 9-1 and one in their last 10. They've won five in a row. 
Uh, they moved ahead of Golden State a while back because the Warriors have lost three in a row. They have not looked good. They've been a little banged up. They've got Dallas nipping at their heels now who are just about to beat the LA Lakers as of Tuesday. So they're moving closer to Golden State. So yeah, especially with a guy like Paul George coming back to the Clippers, the West can really shift a little bit as we head towards the playoffs. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it'll definitely be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Clippers, they've lost five in a row, only won two out of their last 10. They haven't looked great. Still in that eighth spot. But yeah, a guy like Paul George coming in, definitely going to be exciting to watch. He's definitely a really solid player. And yeah, that's going to be the end of our big time basketball episode for the week. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at FanFanPodcast. We've been posting picks for NBA and NHL. Definitely go check those out. Uh, This podcast is going to be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Just make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube. Leave comments, reviews, all that good stuff. And yeah, um, definitely a great slate of NBA for this week. Definitely a lot of movement going on in the standings. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.